Welcome in to a morning edition of At The Buzzer. We're like sports radio talk show hosts now. I'm, uh, I'm one of them, Jack Barsh. The other one over there is Sam. How's it going? I'm excited. It's full of opportunity. The sun is out. This usually doesn't happen when we're recording. Do you know what's happening later this week? On Tuesday, for instance? This is a trap. Um, it is a trap. I'm getting subpoenaed? I don't know. It, it might snow on Tuesday. <laughs> Are you serious? The, the, the high is like 41 <laughs> degrees. Oh, man. I love the stupid state. Okay, okay. We're not a weather podcast. We're a Colorado Buffaloes podcast. In a different world, we'd be clearing off that snow for a second. I guess, no, we'd be traveling down to College Station, I think. first. No, Fresno State would have been the second week. We would have been clearing off that snow for a Fresno State football game. In Folsom Field, but it did not happen. Sam, it didn't happen. So, there's some interesting I'm updates. Oh, I'm really? a little relieved. We would have been like 3-9 and nine this season. I'm okay pushing that back a little bit. Well, we talked about this. It's a pretty nice system for Carl Durrell if he gets an extra few months to uh, to get his system in place. But anyways, that this Saturday would have been nice trip up to Fort Collins to play CSU for the one only. The only win I was feeling was guaranteed this year. Uh, and instead, their program is on fire, and we aren't playing football. So, it's too bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there was news. Do you want to talk about the the Pac-12 news that happened? Oh, I want it's it's a lot of really interesting, exciting stuff, and I want to talk about all of it. Go ahead. Okay. I'm assuming we're talking about the same thing here, but Larry Scott just announced uh, yesterday, which is September 3rd, some pretty interesting things that will allow the Conference of Champions, to move up their start dates, which is nice. So, currently, basketball is slated to start January 1st. There's no date for football in the spring. However, uh, Larry Scott just announced they reached some deal with some mega healthcare giant out in California, and they can provide daily rapid result tests for every student athlete for every Pac-12 school, uh, which is massive in terms of, of minimizing risk. So what that means is basically in 15 minutes, you'll be able to know if any student athletes test a positive or test a negative every day. So during practice, during game week, all that. And I don't know, this is basically with the, the rest of the country kind of needs to be at, not at that crazy level, but like that's how you help get a handle on the disease. And if you can do that for a, a athletic department, D1 school, or even a whole school in general, it, it definitely allows you to do some things you wouldn't do otherwise. Um, they were already talking about moving college basketball up, and I wouldn't be surprised if they if that Thanksgiving week is the start of the college basketball season for the Pac-12. Oh, I'm excited. Please, please. I, want, I need basketball. I don't really care about football, honestly. I need basketball with me. I need to see McKinley Wright shred some kids. Right, especially this year. That's what I keep thinking is this year is going to be another hopefully tournament team for Colorado, especially if, if what we're hearing about Jabari Walker and some of the other freshmen coming in is I mean, legit. They're, they're tournament expectations. I absolutely think that's the thing. Because I, I don't think that losing Tyler Bay as the only real legitimate play, like player. How dare you? Because Shane Gatling and Lucas Seaward, they're, they're fine. 
but you can replace them kind of quite easily. Right. Like I think Jariah Horn can do most of what Seward does. But I think Tyler more. Bay Yeah, 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 exactly. But Tyler Bay is really the only absence. And I think maybe his defensive impact is a bit overrated. So we'll see what happens. Because he does like miss a lot of rotations and he does make a lot of mistakes on defense. So we'll see what happens. I think the good news is that we I we will get to see what happens. I think I you know I don't wouldn't be surprised. The Big Twelve is still full speed ahead with football uh, in September, which is insane to me. So I don't expect them to push back basketball any if at all. Um, with this new testing model, of Pac twelve was put in place. That Kansas game might be back on the table. Um, oh. Because that was early December. Yeah, that was December 1st, right? Um, I think it was the second week. I think it was the 7th. Oh, great. Okay. Well, but, okay, so I have a question. So I didn't I, – I don't really – I don't have to say this. People already know. I don't really follow college football on a day-to-day level. Right. Uh, but I was doing my fantasy draft with my cousin, and he's from Iowa, and he's a Hawkeyes fan. And he was telling me that the Big Ten is – back to having a season what happened there i thought they were done but i guess the pac-12 was like left in the dark i guess well he's wrong so basically he there was a second (laughs) vote here's the whole saga the big 10 presidents which are who are the decision makers here told the commissioner they voted to cancel the season or postpone the season excuse me commissioner announces that the season's postponed um, our favorite school, Nebraska, files a lawsuit against the Big Ten claiming breach of contract, which is hilarious because these are amateur athletes. But anyways, breach of contract. Um, <laughs> eight parents sign on to this suit. Um, I believe Ed McCaffrey is involved somehow. Who's a parent of Luke McCaffrey, the Nebraska quarterback. That lawsuit is obviously going to go no- nowhere, but in the discovery documents, they can basically reveal um, – who voted for what. And the goal there was to see if it was like an eight to six vote or something close enough to like cancel the season or no against the 14 big 10 presidents. Cause if it's close enough, I, I think some of the schools that wanted football would have a argument for leaving the conference or, you know, trying to play football somehow comes out that the vote was 11 to three. So not close. The three schools that voted to keep football were Ohio State, who probably has the testing capacity and resources to legitimately play football safely. Um, Nebraska, whose entire economy is dependent on the red wave rolling into towns. Um, and Iowa, who, you know, similarly, those two teams don't have pro sports teams. So it's a lot more centered around the college. But okay. those are the three that voted no. There were rumors, and I believe this is what your cousin was referring to, that the Big Ten presidents are now reconsidering an October 10th start date. That was shot down immediately, um, ironically enough, by Nebraska and Iowa's president. Huh. Okay. So they aren't, that's not true. They aren't doing that October 10th start date. Basically, the Big Ten and Pac-12 are going to be lockstep. So the final part of that daily testing procedure is I would expect the Big Ten to announce something similar pretty quick. And I would expect both of them to try to start their football season in November at some point, which would be – oh, God, that would be so nice. That I don't know sick. if it's possible, and the Pac-12 still might be trying to play it safe and have a really – like a January start date. I mean, football. if it's winter football, that gives, like, CU a pretty big home field advantage. 
That would be nice. <laughs> Definitely in the Pac-12. Yeah, I, they, I think they might be looking at bubbles. I know the Big Ten was looking at certain domes in the Big Ten footprint to try to play some of those games. What happened to Minnesota's dome? Those I think Vikings that'd be one of them. Dome. I think the yeah. Kibble Dome was was referenced up in Idaho. Oh my God, would we? <laughs> would the Pac-12 be playing in the Kibble Dome? I, know, I hope so. I would go to every game. Oh I would God. just post up in Moscow, Idaho. That would be. That would be. I think if there's a perfect situation to any of this. It's that there's a bubble in Moscow, Iowa, or Idaho. Yeah. And we play in the fucking <laughs> And Everything's on the table, man. Oh, my God. I really need that to happen. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, thanks for enlightening me. I'm sure a lot of people were con- just as confused as me. Because uh, this is like a daily changing thing. You have to really be on top of it just to know what's going on. So there's, to me, there's, there's two stories here. There's a dovetail. So first part is the Pac-12, I think, legitimately is leading, is doing a really good job. They've always had, they've had public medical results the entire time. They've done, a, they released their decision for postponing football publicly, which the Big Ten still has not done. And I think that eased a lot of frustration. So the Pac-12 basically said, like, look, here's our medical panel. Here's what they said to us, and that's what made us cancel the season, right? And I think releasing that kind of shows people like, oh, yeah, this is super serious. And, you know, COVID can cause heart inflammation way more common, commonly than cold or the flu. So for young athletes, that's really dangerous. Um, and that's, I think, important. And then they also, this announcing this daily testing for everyone, they are, again, kind of leading in the, the safety part of this. And I think that allowing, having that baseline definitely allows for some college sports to be played more so than they it was previously which okay, is awesome do you know do you know this is probably a stupid question because it doesn't matter but do you know what's going to happen with like national championship stuff like polls uh so the ap poll is kind of operating as usual yeah um, i noticed that i don't think anyone this year is still going to get through half the season the, the regular season I, I just think there's going to be outbreaks. I know Central Arkansas has now played two games with no positive tests, but that's one school, and it's a relatively mm-hmm. isolated school. I don't think that's going to be true for everyone. Um, and there's also going to be, obviously, a massive asterisk for anyone from the SEC or the ACC or the Big, or the Big 12 if they win without going through Ohio State, without going through a Michigan or a Penn State. Like, that's pretty big. I don't know. That's a pretty big one to try to claim. It hasn't stopped them mm-hmm. before. But they're operating as if it, the, the actual operation of, like, polls and rankings has not changed too much. So, actually, let me pull up the okay. 2020 AP poll. You're, this will – nice transition, Sam. God, you kill it. Yeah. Uh, for our 2020 ranking – or our rooting guide. Um, yeah. So, this idea was – Yeah, This ahead. idea was brought to us by – cs underscore buffs on our comments he said can you guys do a post hopefully humorously breaking down who i should root for this fall i need to watch football and have no buffs so the bright side is you don't have to watch the buffs this fall so that should be a positive for everybody and i just say this as a self-effacing fan uh do you have any so do you want to go conference by conference uh i think it's easier that way Okay, so I'll leave it up to you. Do you have anybody in the Big 12 you would like to root for? Because I do not like any schools in the Big 12. 
Wow. I, well, I mean, like, I don't want to root for Oklahoma because, or I don't want to say Oklahoma because that's obvious. And CU obviously doesn't like Oklahoma, but I don't know. What, what do you have? Well, the Big 12 is going to have the most familiar ground for CU fans, obviously, because mm-hmm. short 11 years ago, that was the conference CU was in. 11 years ago? Damn. Yeah. They were, you know, I would strongly recommend against rooting against Baylor. I don't – sorry, rooting for Baylor. I don't think that Baylor deserves any fans. Um, no. I'm in there with you. Yeah. I – TCU has cool uniforms, and Gary Patterson's an old dude, an old cranky guy who just – who wins games. Um, I can't get know, behind TCU. I, so it can be fun for me, actually, to kind of be a heel every once in a while. Um, mm-hmm. And in that instance, I think I know who I'm going to root for in the Big 12. We're doing the big reveal right now? Yeah. Okay. I, I My Big 12 f- fandom, the team I'm going to root for, is Texas. That's a good one, and I thought about it. That's because a good one. I just want to be the big bad guy who disappoints relative to the talent level as opposed to the small bad guy who disappoints, period. <laughs> <laughs> it- if if you're rooting for Texas this year, I guess – I think if you're a CU fan, you should really try rooting for a team that you've never really rooted for. Like that type, that archetype of just like a regional power, just bullies everybody in their region and has just so much talent that they don't live up to. And I think it would be fun, especially if they actualize that talent and they actually are good. Do Do you disagree? No, and I feel like it can be cathartic to complain, like, to exercise those demons that you, you don't normally get to exercise. I mean, CU's had the same problems for 15 years, which is just plain badness, right? And yeah. I think it'd be kind of, it can be kind of fun if you want, when you're watching a game, you don't really have any skin in the Texas Longhorns football programs and troubles. And in fact, you might be rooting for Texas to continue to be bad. Um, <laughs> however... It can be fun if you're watching, like, say, in two weeks, whenever Texas kicks off and Sam Ellinger throws a five-yard out route in the dirt. You can just say, how can you be this program and have a bad quarterback? And you can do that forever. How can you be Texas and blank? (laughs) Insert problem. Well, I mean, yeah, how could you be Texas and not have all those incredible quarterbacks that come out of Texas every year and you get stuck with Plus, if, you, if you're online, it can be fun to pretend to be a long-time Texas fan. So all the other Texas fans <laughs> that do complain, you can just be like, yeah, also totally that. I agree completely. Yeah, they're very active. Um, I think you could say Oklahoma for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Their, their offense is just a bit more fun. It's just not going to be fun when they allow 25 points in the first half. But um, Oklahoma State has some arguments of just having just a ridiculously talented team. So Plus if you want to watch – yeah, if you want to watch Chubba Hubbard and, like, Tillin Wallace, like, please do. Like, that's so much fun. I would pick Iowa State because I like chaos mm. teams. They also have a fun roster. They're 23rd in the AP poll right now, so they have some ex- expectations. Matt Campbell is Brock- probably one of the top five or ten coaches in the country, too. He's a really fun guy to watch. Brock yeah, Brock Bowman. Purdy. Brock Purdy has some Cepho energy as just a <laughs> badass quarterback. <laughs> he does, so. actually. <laughs> Yeah, my, my big my Big Ten pick, I don't think we're going to do Big Ten because I guess they're starting at the same time. Hold on. So let's, but, let's organize this for our listeners. Yeah. So we're going to do I'm going to root for Texas in the Big 12. 
Okay. I'm gonna root for I'm Iowa State root, in the Big Twelve. Is that right? I'm rooting for Iowa State. Okay. Those are the two. Those are our picks. We're not doing Big Ten. I was gonna pick Minnesota, but we're not doing Big Ten. Well they aren't yeah, they aren't playing. Yeah. Well, not until we are, I guess. Right. So do you want to move to SC, to SCC? Sure. All right. What are you doing? Am I going first again? Yeah, because I need time to think. Okay. So this is another big conference. There's 14 teams, and there's obviously a big baddie in Alabama. I'm not I'm not going to say root for Alabama because that's boring as hell. If you're going to root for a big baddie, I think you should root for LSU. They're a little more fun, and that order is insane. Yeah, I, I have historically rooted for LSU in this conference. Um, the weird thing about SEC is unlike the Big 12 where the bad teams can be fun to root for, like Kansas is fun in a masochistic sort of way, I guess. Um, I don't think the Big 12, the SEC bad teams are that fun to root for. I don't think Vanderbilt is going to be interesting to watch at all. I don't think that Missouri is going to be that fun to watch with the brand-new coach this year. Same with, uh, to a lesser extent, well, this year that's a little different. But Arkansas, some also, I don't, I don't think it's that fun. In I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky can be very fun. They've produced, uh, like, our two favorite players, like Benny Snell and Lynn Bowden. They had both of them the past four years or whatever. But so, to find bad, because they're, what, averaging eight, eight uh, wins a year? Oh, I, I guess their their team is a little worse this year, so they're not they're not terrible. I I wasn't thinking like bottom feeder. I was thinking just like mediocre teams. So let's see for the SEC. Um, I would recommend. I I shouldn't recommend. I'm saying what I'm rooting for. I think I'm actually going to root for um, Ole Miss here. This, this oh, season. okay. Go Lane ahead. Kiffin, Lane Kiffin's the head coach, and that's literally the only reason why. They're going to be weird okay. as hell. They got a quarterback in Matt Corral who got kicked out of a high school and then kicked out of USC for basically partying too hard. So, um, Good for him. He just likes to – yeah, he just likes to chuck it downfield, and he gets at players' faces. So that plus Lane Kiffin to me is going to be insane to watch. I'm thinking about – Auburn and Florida because I hate myself. Florida's not, not a hate yourself scenario. What is? Florida's not a hate yourself scenario. I you should probably ask Florida fans because that team is maddeningly frustrating. Even if they win, it's frustrating. Even if they yeah, I don't know. They have a really good quarterback in Kyle Trask, but I don't know how competent their offense will ever be. It's really they're just going to beat the hell out of someone on defense and on the line and probably frustrate an offense and make some puzzling decisions. So I think like if you want to go the big school route, Florida would be very fun. Yeah. Mostly because they are more of I again, they're they're another chaos type of team. Best they uniforms. could lose yes, best uniforms. They could lose any game really and nobody would be surprised. Even how talented they are, just because they do tend to shoot themselves in the foot. It's kind of a light version of your your chaos pick, too. I would say the no, I know. I'm saying I have a I have a weakness towards chaos team. I would say the full chaos team is probably South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to root for South Carolina. See, neither do I. 
Yeah, I don't like their uniforms. I don't like Real Mustard is boring as hell. Yeah. The only the only player I've ever liked in South Carolina was like Marcus Lattimore. No Jadavian? Jadavian? Jadavian Clowney? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, I mean everybody liked Jadavian Clowney. Uh, who is that quarterback named like Max Garcia? Steven Garcia. Steven Garcia. Yeah, that guy was a legend. Beat Alabama. That was Steve Spurrier teams. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. So there's some good South Carolina players. If you want to have uh, an easy going year this year, and they have a lot of opt outs, which sucks, but they're, you're, they're going to lose some games, but it'll be really fun still. I Just pick LSU. They're so fun right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Pick LSU if you want a fun team. Derek Stigley is so good. And I think he's still Every, playing. Jamar Chase yeah. opt out, which is too bad, but there's still going to be, there's so much talent on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think, I think LSU is the evergreen. Root for this team in the SEC. Another fun uniform uh, If you want team. some other options. If you want some other options. Tennessee is always very fun if you just want to shoot your foot repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. If you want part this- of the weirdest fan base ever, man. <laughs> All right. They have some fun uniforms too. Do you- okay, so who's your final pick? My final pick is Ole Miss. I'm on the lane train, baby. All right. I can't commit to any of the, the weird teams, so I just- I'll pick LSU. That's fine. Both in the West. The East sucks anyways for the SEC. The East has its own flavor. We're not, we're not shut down full cast, so I can't pretend like I know the cultures of everything. No, it's true. We, you know, I, they, I think they focus a little too hard on the, the SEC teams, but from no, SEC specifically country. the SEC East. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. okay. So as, as our SEC guide, LSU for some, if you want some wild ass games, Ole Miss lane train, um, the final conference is the ACC, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be. Uh, I'm going to start. Okay. You got it. My evergreen ACC team, who I will always root for because they're so cool. It's obviously Miami. You have to go Miami, especially because they are so weird. They have some really, really, really damn talented players like Derek King, namely. And they're not going to be very good. They they will never be as good as they should be. Oh, they also have Jalen Phillips. Oh, hello. And USC, um, the UCLA bus. Someone had – they just had someone opt out too who's like the best defensive lineman in the country. I think Greg Rousseau. Gregory Rousseau. Yeah. yeah. They have another really good player. I just forget who it is. I, I'm so bad with college football stuff. Well, I, hold on now. I, <clears throat> Also, I don't know if you, we mentioned this, Notre Dame is technically an ACC football oh, team. Oh, no, you're not rooting for them, though. No, I would explicitly root against them. So your answer could be whoever Notre yes. Dame is playing against. Which that, that's now you spoiled it, so now I have to pick a new one. But, yeah, that would have been <laughs> an, an, an answer. Um, so Miami is your pick because of the hype, because of the talent. Manny Diaz, fun no, coach. No, it's not just the – it's not just the hype. I don't think they're they're ever going to live up to hype. I think it's because they're just the coolest team in the ACC. Good uniforms. Of how good they are. Yeah. That's a good pick. Acceptable pick. I um. This might be my most serious answer. I guess I will root for this year North Carolina in the in the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's a good pick. Mac Brown, I love Mac Brown as a head coach because his whole thing is he's just so damn likable. It's just everyone likes to be around him, and that's his main attribute, <laughs> which is cool. I like that. 
Um, they have two really good coordinators. Jay Bateman, a defensive coordinator especially, is such a good hire. He was at Army and just ran teams over for a while. Sam Howell was a Heisman sleeper at quarterback who stayed home. High four-star slash five-star quarterback that Mac Brown got to stay home. Um, I don't know. They have talent everywhere. They have really fun uniforms. They're picked they picked right nice. now. Notre Dame's right above them. And, you know, screw Notre Dame. So, hopefully they get second. Um, and they're going to be a full chaos team in their own right, too. Really the only team I, I would consider that can give Clemson a scare. Because they have. Uh, I think the, the, the perpetual chaos team that every college football fan should root for whenever they're playing, I think – except against you, like I legitimately think this, should be Pitt. I think everybody should always be rooting for Pitt. But they're, they're too obvious to go here. What? Do you not think so? I don't think so. I'm not a big Pitt guy. I think they're the funniest team in college football. <laughs> uh, eh, maybe. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of overblown, their, their whole – vibe i i think in the 80s they're really really cool but other than that i yeah whatever i think i mean i i also get most of my college football stuff directly from weird college football twitter so that, yeah they are a darling of weird college football twitter yes that's what i'm saying they, they are a stupendously weird team and they have the best uniforms so what do you mean I, the best uniforms well, in the ACC. And the ACC. Well, yeah. okay. I'm just meaning like they have really nice uniforms. It doesn't have to be. I'm not saying their uniforms are better than CU. Calm down. Well, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear if you're getting blasphemous. <laughs> they have great no. colors. Now that they're back to their old school blue and yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so I'm picking Miami just because I think Miami's always fun to root for. You have the better option of picking North Carolina. Yep. Any other good candidates? Um, let's see. I mean, Virginia just lost Bryce Perkins, so that they're going to be less fun to watch, especially on offense. Are there, are there any really cool players who could be like a Bryce Perkins in this conference? Just a really cool player who's you just mean that aren't on Clemson? Yeah. Um. Well, Sam Howell, I think, is up there. He's not. He doesn't play like. Uh. Bryce Perkins did, but he's really good. Sage Surratt for Wake Forest, but he just opted out, unfortunately. Uh. Um, um, two two Atwell at Louisville. It's too okay. bad they just lost, we just lost um Greg Greg Dorch also from Wake Forest. He he'd be another fun one. He's awesome. Uh. uh one thing <laughs> we didn't mention is Louisville's back to to pretty good um, under Scott Satterfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, is there any team besides Notre Dame that you should just explicitly root against all the time? In the ACC? Yeah. Clemson's reaching that territory just because of how stupid good they are all the time. But, and, and depending on, I guess, how you feel about Dabble Swinney's um, missteps publicly. I don't think there's any true villains, though. Other than Notre yeah, Dame. it's it's a little too it's a little too topsy turvy to have a to have a villain. I think unless you want Florida State, but I think they're weird. Okay, to me, the villain of the ACC is how stupid big it is. It needs to get cut down. But that would be 
be solved by my pod solution. Anyways, yeah, that's <laughs> that's our ACC rooting guide. So let's just go through all the teams one more time. On my side, yeah. <clears throat> I'm saying you pick Texas for the Big 12 just to be a villain. Uh, in the SEC, you pick Ole Miss to watch the lane train with a out-of-control quarterback. And then you for the ACC, you pick North Carolina for the, the only legit pick I made, I guess, for a fun team that's on the rise, has a lot of talent, and a really fun quarterback. Okay, and then I'm picking Iowa State because they're the classic uh, chaos team that could get really good. Brock Purdy is a really fun player to root for. I'm picking Miami just because they – they should be cool. De'Eric King is probably, if I was going to say it, like there's a one player in the ACC who can carry his team to some stupid wins, it would be De'Eric King. And then I have in the SEC LSU just because they're, they're so cool and they're so talented. And please just watch them because they're, they're, their uniforms, everything, everything's great. I, I think we did a good job. I think it's a nice, I think, yeah. that's a nice list. We, um, I don't think that this was as humorous as it could have been. I didn't have any jokes ready to go. That's fine. We don't write anything down anyways. I, I don't expect you to have jokes ready to go. <laughs> Let's, um, I think I want to finish out with the, the second part of my Pac-12 news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So the good news was Pac-12 daily testing. We might be able to play some fall sports at the end of the fall this year. Great. Uh, the bad news is, well, bad news that turned into good news, I think, is because of all this garbage and also um, some other stuff that came out. Larry Scott's continued failure has has gotten louder. So he is the highest paid conference commissioner by far, which is dumb because he's doing the worst job out of the, the Power Five conferences. He also... Mm-hmm gets that job according to him because he's a network president and a commissioner um, because Pac-12 is the only conference that fully owns their network, which is completely garbage as well that he gives himself both of those salaries. He uh, also has the most expensive headquarters in the country. So the Pac-12 has, I think pays millions on the dollar for a headquarters in San Francisco, which is like why you in San Francisco. Um, when everyone else is paying pretty cheap in, rents in Indianapolis or in Kansas City or um, I forgot where the SEC is. I think it's – I don't know. But basically the Pac-12 was paying way too much. Um, and all this came to light when the entire digital staff for the Pac-12 network was fired. And Michael Yam was laid off from the Pac-12 network, who's like the biggest host there. Basically they had to get rid of any cost-cutting measures they can, but they're still headquartered in San Francisco. All of that basically reached a tipping point where we had some a really interesting report come out from John Wilder over in, at the Mercury Hotline, who's like the Pac-12 reporter. He is the guy you want to read. Um, and his that report basically mentioned a third-party consultant is what his title would be, but basically they, they don't want to fire Larry Scott yet because his buyout's too large, which is like, why does he have a buyout anyways? But they don't want to fire Larry Scott yet. What they want to do is basically take away a lot of his power with the network side of things, hire this guy who has a really good track record negotiating network deals before the new deal gets needs to get signed in 2022. 
all of this okay. to say he has failed so spectacularly at getting the Pac-12 in a position to succeed that now it seems like the Pac-12 presidents have had enough. And this was, a lot of this was led by Phil DeStefano and Rick George as well. I shouldn't put Rick George in this. A lot of the leaks were of that article that John Wilner wrote, and we, you guys should all read that article, um, were from Phil DeStefano's office. And I think he's also gotten pretty sick and tired of this. I think a lot of the presidents have. So the good news is he's failed so poorly that patience has run out. And now it looks like um, they're going to hire a or try to hire a consultant that is the best college football like network guy out there. He helped with the Big Ten with their giant deal. Um, and he has a lot of respect in the industry. And I'm blank on the name, but that would be a really nice thing to come out of this. If, if Larry Scott goes away and they get someone that's, um, you know, serious. <laughs> they got to find him on some legal technicality and have him off on a breach of contract. <sighs> I, it's just so frustrating to see what he's done. <laughs> and how many times can we say this? Move the headquarters to Vegas. Or it's I, just... Not in downtown San Francisco. That's so stupid. Yeah, moving across the bay to Oakland, which is where it was before he took over. Like, yeah, it that, still shouldn't be in Oakland. It should be somewhere cheaper. Like Vegas, yeah. Or yeah. Salt Lake well, City or, you know, anywhere else. <laughs> you know, you know, France Fanon once said, never have the capital in the major city of a developing country. It has to be out in, in the middle of nowhere where people don't want to be. And so they're just focused purely on governing whatever they're governing. Is that the guy who designed Washington, D.C.? France Fanon? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's I mean, it's kind of what D.C. was. It was just in the middle of a swamp before it was built. Anyways. Um, Hell yeah. You know, that's the, the Pac-12 update is Larry Scott might finally be dead and they might hire a serious person before the next deal, TV deal. Um, which would be pretty nice because right now the conference revenue is lagging behind. They're spending more than everyone else, and they just fired a bunch of play- people while Larry Scott's taking million dollar salary. So, fantastic. That guy sucks. Daily testing's good. Football might be back. I'm done. I'm done. Cool. Bye. All right. See you, Jack. <laughs>